What's going on, Heather? How you doing today? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing great. Great to see you. I'm joined with the Heat, Heather Hardy, who has enough courage to compete in boxing and mixed martial arts. Like, that takes a whole lot of you-know-what over here now. Yeah. Congratulations on all that. And I know you wear a lot of hats. You train, you know, you graduated from John Jay College of Criminal Justice. You know, you do a whole bunch of stuff. You aspired at one point to be the first female pitcher of the New York Yankees. So congratulations on all this stuff. How you been overall? What's been going on? I've been pretty good. I can't complain. How about you? No complaints whatsoever. I had a great uh, trip out to New Jersey, the East Coast. I now live in Vegas. I just got back uh, this morning and uh, seeing family and friends was wonderful. You know, the personalities on the East Coast, and you know about this, you're from Brooklyn, so you know about the person. The food. Oh, my goodness, the food. Yeah, for sure. You can't get that kind of food in Vegas. No way. <laughs> No way. So what's going on today? You just wrapped up a training session, correct? I mean, almost every day it's the same, same old now that I'm training for a fight. I teach, I train, I train on my off time. So when I, I don't have clients, if I find an hour, an hour and a half, I'll get it in during that session. And I kind of break it up like probably three sessions a day, training with my coaches and then like a running session and then just like a cardio session to get myself in shape. And right now I'm about to roast the chicken. So that's why I'm like all over the place. No, it's all good. Tell me about the chicken. Tell, Cause I love food. I just mentioned food. Tell me about, <laughs> tell me about the chicken. <laughs> it's just a big old fat five pound bird that's going right in the oven. So when my kid comes home from the jet from, from work and I'm on the treadmill downstairs, she smells dinner. Well, you need that protein, chicken. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And you do training as well. Like, you actually train fighters, right? Yeah, I train fighters. I train white-collar people. I just give personal training sessions. Like, during COVID, you know, there really was no boxing that was promising. So I took my training business, my teaching business full-time. And, you know, um, I still don't have a contract for this fight yet. So it's really dangerous for me to just quit my sessions and not teach because we all know during COVID and with boxing that anything can happen. So try to at least keep my head on, you know, keep working just in case, have something to fall back on. The uncertainty of the times we live in right now is really difficult. You know, my business took a hit uh, by trade. I'm a music instructor and it's like, you know, so I'm taking different uh, career paths and opportunities as they present themselves and stuff like that. But it's good that you're keeping your head up and trying to find ways to be creative. Because that's what I said to everyone at the beginning of pandemic. Let's find ways to be creative and also be entertained. So to pass my time, I've been listening to a lot of music, watching a lot of old school martial arts movies. And I can't wait to talk to you about martial arts and boxing in a moment. And just doing a lot of things that make me happy, especially from like yesteryear. Um, so what have you been doing to pass the time outside of training and training fighters and, and trying to find work? Just really work. I mean, I have a 16 going on 17 year old. So I've been a part time AP history and computer science teacher and, you know, trying to keep my kids 
um, her mental health okay? Because aside from being her teacher, like I'm the therapist, her best friend, her really only connection, or very one of few connections to the world, like this pandemic. So it's not all about me. Most, most just mostly been working, and that's it. And you know, I had a handful of friends who were kind of in our pod that we would reach out and see through the throughout the pandemic. So. You know, aside from a couple of movie nights, there hasn't really been too much to do. Oh, that's what's up. And here's what's up. The reason why I have a mohawk right now is because my 11-year-old that's going on 12 stepdaughter was bored one day because these kids are over the online schooling. Like, they're over this stuff. Yeah. And, and, like, you know, they're not able to do sports and certain things. And so I'm like, I can tell you're bored. I can tell you're frustrated. What do you want to do? She's like, I want to give you a mohawk, shave your head. I said, you know what? Fuck it. Go ahead. Yeah. Shave it. I don't care. She did a terrible job. I had to fix it, but I still love her to death. And she actually yeah. came out to me uh, with, with Jersey, with me to Jersey, and we had a blast out there. And it was nice to see people and all that kind of stuff. Um, speaking of martial arts, we were talking about like things I, I do to pass the time, films, all that kind of great stuff. Um, obviously, you have a great, great background in uh, multiple forms of combat sports, Muay Thai, boxing, mixed martial arts. I mean, the list goes on and on. Heather, what got you into all that? I was just kind of by chance. I was going through a divorce and living with my sister and they opened up a karate school. So I started with karate and made my way to Gleason's realizing that boxing was probably what would offer me the most competition and diversity and fighting. So I kind of stuck with boxing for a while, but my boxing coach was a six degree black belt in key cushion karate. So I was able to maintain my martial arts while comp competing in boxing. So when the MMA opportunity arose with Bellator, I was really fortunate to have been confident enough to feel like I could jump right into it. Well, I can tell you're definitely confident enough. I mean, the fight in boxing with Shelly Vincent in 2016, that was a hell of a fight. I mean, you ladies stole the show. And I think that, you know, Lou DiBella, who was obviously our friend, uh, knows a lot about, you know, how great women's boxing can be. And that was a great indication about when you get two women in the ring <clears throat> that have a little bit of bad blood, you, you get you get a whole lot of blood, and that was one hell of a fight. What was that thank experience you. like? That was one hell of thank, of course. Thank you. What was that fight like? I mean, that was grueling. That was like Gotti Ward with women. Um, it was tiring, but it was very passionate, and um, I remember it being over and me feeling like I could have won another couple of rounds because I was so into it and excited and fired up. I had a lot of fun that fight. Both fights with her were tons of fun. Yes, indeed. And you mentioned Gleason's Gym, legendary. Um, if, if people that are listening never been there before, it's a place that you have to see. Um, it's just a remarkable place that uh, many, many fighters have trained at. And it's just as legendary, in my opinion, as wildcard gym. I want to bring it back to COVID real quick. You were talking about working out and, and doing a lot of running. Um, it's tough to run with a mask on, right? It's really challenging to train, period, with the mask on, but it's like everything else. You get, we, it's press, got accustomed to it, right? Like the gym was closed for so long. And we realized this was just going to be part of the new world. So 
it's what we do. It's not fun. I don't love it. It's really challenging, but it's, uh, you know, part of what we, where we are today. That's why you're a fighter. You've got to fight through. You've got to trudge through it. I was talking to one of my boys today, Mikey Montero, um, and, you know, he, he does the same thing. He goes and runs like I do and stuff like that. It does take a lot to adapt to and adjust to. And I just got off a five-hour flight, and I had to wear a mask like, the whole time. And it's like, man, this, this is crazy. But we all want to practice uh, proper protocol, you know, to stay yeah. healthy. How's things? You're, you're in Brooklyn right now, correct? Yeah, I'm in Brooklyn. I mean, doctors can do it for hours and hours come in the middle of intense surgeries. So we can do it for a couple hours at the gym. Absolutely. So what, what's it like in Brooklyn right now? Because I was just on the East Coast and things seem to be opening up a little bit. I'm here in Vegas now, back in Vegas. Things are opening up a little bit. What, what's it like in Brooklyn right now? Yeah, things are opening up. I think next week we're supposed to have 50% capacity at restaurants and stuff, which is pretty exciting. I don't know that I'll go out. Um, you know, I've been really cautious this entire time because I can't afford to get shut down, have my personal training business shut down because I catch COVID and have to quarantine. That's been like a real concern of mine. So I've been really, really extra, extra cautious and we'll probably just continue to because honestly, I'm too tired to freaking do anything anyway. I'm working, I'm pulling like 13 hour days right now trying to work. And I mean, this is why I'm cooking my chicken now because after we <laughs> hang up, I have to go to the training. If I because known, I've been working all day. If I would have known, we could have had a cook off. Like I would have yeah. cooked something, we, we could have had a nice little cook off. Over, which I got one coming soon. I got a, a buddy of mine that was in a Karate Kid Part 3, uh, Sean Cannon. We're going to do a, a cook-off, and he's a great, great chef. And I'm going to go visit uh, him eventually and also train in martial arts with his instructor, um, Adam McKinley. And I'm so psyched to do it in California. But, uh, no, I feel you. You got to get it all in while you can. And, and you, you know – you, you grind, Heather. That's why I started the show mentioning that the boxing, the mixed martial arts. And also, like I said, like your aspiration to get into athleticism or competitive sports in general was from what my research was, is that you want to be a pitcher for the New York Yankees. <laughs> that was that was the hope and dream one day. That was my dream one day that I would be the first girl to pitch on the Yankees. That was a little curl, man. We used to watch Bernie Williams, Mariano Rivera. That whole team was like like all I ever dreamed of when I was a kid. So that when that didn't happen, fire. Yep. I just thought, well, I'll figure it out. I'll do something else really cool. Yeah. That team was fire back in the day, man. Like we were spoiled, you know, sure uh, Oh, certainly was, man. I was at so many games. Uh, you know, we had great pitching staff. We had excellent hitters. I mean, Paul O'Neill was the warrior. Like, yeah. He was your blood and guts warrior, right? <laughs> Tino Martinez. That whole team was just amazing. And the Yankees still haven't been the same since, you know, but. Absolutely. Everyone pulled their weight on the team back in the day, man. Remember Scotty Brocious? Scotty Brocious was incredible. One of the best third basemen, man. I loved him. Scotty Bro hit that legendary triple. It was a 96, 97. Yes. Some of the best days, yeah. 
so good. And then when they played the, the Mets in the Subway Series and Jeter, like, leads off, like, game one, like a home run in the first inning. Like, yeah. I, I, that was so incredible. So, speaking of sports, I know you like a lot of sports, obviously. Um, right now in boxing, the world of boxing, uh, who are you following, uh, male or female fighters? Like, who, who's your favorite fighters on the planet right now? Um, hmm. I mean... There hasn't really been that great fights during COVID, let's be honest, right? Like the money's not really there for the fighters to feel like they want to really challenge themselves. And, you know, you can't hate them for it because it is a business move. You know, if the promoters are saying, hey, we can get you in the ring, but we can't afford to pay you. Why does anyone want to go head to head for titles against severe competition? I mean, I can't hate it right now, but at the same time, I can't bullshit like boxing's been great because it's been kind of boring right it has I there think, has been you know, some great women's fights because the women are used to being underpaid so they're taking these small purses because we've been taking small purses forever so the women's game has been super exciting cecilia and caskell just had that great rematch there's some big fights going on in the uk on eddie hearn's cards um who else just fought i forget but anyway, it's been really, it's, it, there's been exciting women's bouts on. It's been fun to be able to tune in to see some of my friends fight. I'm glad you brought up women's boxing. That was actually a question I was going to bring up. Uh, how do we get, you know, to the point where women get treated as equally as the men in, in terms of pay scale? And first of all, like promotion, like we need like, you know, guys like Lou DiBella, he's great. He's all about you know, helping the women out there and very passionate about it. H how do we get it to the next level to where you women deserve to be? Well, the men that are uh, promoters and network people and people at the venue need to start treating women like men. Not having female fights on the undercards of bigger fights. Not having females headline small shows, small low-budget shows. Bring up the women like you bring up the men. They don't do that. There's a very clear blueprint on how men make money in boxing. And the women aren't brought up on the same line. And for far too long, we've heard that women aren't marketable and no one wants to see women fight. But it's actually bullshit. And I've yet to see someone try to market a woman the way that they've marketed a man. So until that happens, we're going to see the same old finger-pointing circle of men in power saying that they don't know what to do. But... You know, uh, it's certainly come a long way. Women are in the Olympics, which before 2012, never, never been done. Women are getting signed to major promotions, which before has never been done. So, yeah, we're on the up and up. But to say that things are equal, they're not yet. Absolutely. I agree with you. And here's what's up. You also mentioned, and you're very familiar with mixed martial arts, is that the UFC was like the guinea pig and the pioneer of like the COVID comeback, as I call it, right? Like, it was the COVID comeback, and everyone was, like, watching and, like, questioning, like, should they do this? Should they do this? And then they pulled off some great events, and they put out some highly, you know, best-of-the-best type events where the best are fighting the best, you know, highly, you know, anticipated bouts. Boxing needs to do that more with the men and the women, you know, and the UFC has been delivering nonstop. I mean, Francis Naganu coming up against Stephanie Ocek during this time is crazy. They're now going the full crowds, and you know 
boxing, I, I wish, like you said, it's been a little lackluster. Like, there's been some good matchups. Like, we just saw Chocolatito and Estrada over the weekend, Benavides, Ronald Ellis. It's starting to get back a little. It's starting to creep in a little bit. But we just need a little bit more people to just really, you know, pull out their nuts and guts, right? <laughs> well, if you look at how many uh, events in the UFC that were canceled because the last-minute COVID tests that came up as failed, I'd be really interested to see how many people took the risk and actually caught COVID. See, we don't talk about those kind of numbers. We say things like, wow, they're doing great for the sport, but how many people caught COVID unnecessarily because they were traveling for sparring or coming in and out, sweating all over each other in the gym or unnecessarily exposing themselves? I mean, you'll never hear me, a mother that's almost 40, um, say that that boxing needed to pull out its balls because, uh, you know, unfortunately it was just not a, not legally able to happen sure. here. I mean, UFC Island is where fucking Abu Dhabi or wherever it is. Like, you know, I don't see any boxing promoter renting an Island to do this. So we can do give Dana White a round of applause all we want, but if the funds aren't in the sport, what did you expect all these promoters to get together and do that's a great answer. That's a great answer to that, you know, because if the funds aren't there, what do you expect, right? You know, at the end of the day, um, let me ask you a couple more questions before you head out. Uh, what's next for you? You mentioned that you have a fight that's proposed coming up, and we, we all can't wait to see you uh, back in the ring because you're always entertaining. You're very TV friendly, and you always give your 100% best effort. Uh, so what's next? So it looks like April 23rd, I'll be boxing down in Tampa, an eight-rounder. Like I said, we don't have a venue yet, um, so I don't have all the info to give you other than I have an opponent. Um, I forget what her name is. They call her the Cobra. She's very strong, very tough. I'm just not opponent-oriented, so forgive my rudeness. It's not a matter of being rude. It's just who I am. I don't really like to know who I'm fighting. Um, and so we're getting ready. We're training like we're going eight full hard rounds. Right. And that's what I love about you is that you go in, you're a fighter. You know what I'm saying? You just want to go in and, you know, put on your best performance as always. And what about mixed martial arts? Are you thinking about competing in uh, well, Bellator or MMA? It's like my coach said once, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. And, mm -hmm. you know, if they offer me the right amount of money, I'm, I'll hop back on a train and go to Garden City and train with Ray all over again. But, I mean, look, like, people are like, oh, well, you don't train enough. Like, I went 50-50, right? 50-50. I won half, I lost half, okay? I went into a fist fight. <laughs> if they offer me enough money to get into a fist fight with somebody else course i will if not i'll stick with boxing that's what it's all about man you know and i like that you're you're able to be like adaptable to that scenario like you know you're a fighter and that's what fighters do we adapt right like that's yeah, for sure. that's the whole thing so before i let you go i want to talk to you about music what, what's some of the favorite bands that you have or your interest in things outside of sports and competition Gosh, I mean, that's like the weirdest question because my playlist goes from Lady Gaga to 
Eric Clapton to Wu-Tang, it's like all over the place. And it, it really depends on what type of mood I'm in. I can be bopping out to 80s rock. I love the bangles. I, mean, yes. I love heart. You know, I love Eric Clapton. I love Tom Petty, man. But then like, I love 90s hip hop. I love Wu-Tang, Mob Deep, you know, I, I love music. I like country music. I, I, I love music. And it's such a big part of being a fighter, right? Because they say fighting is the loneliest sport. And it's true because you really do spend a lot of time by yourself with your own responsibilities, hitting the road, road work, conditioning, so many things outside of the cage or the ring or with your coach. So music plays such a big part of that. It's like you wake up and you say, what do I need to get me through the next 90 minutes of physical pain? And some days it's Wu-Tang, some days it's Barbra Streisand. You never know. You make a great point. Is that think about it. What amps up a fighter, you know, more than the ring entrance with the walkout with the music? Or like if you watch like WWE and the music pops, you're like, yeah, it gets you all crazy. I'm a musician myself, again, by trade. And I love the 80s. And you mentioned country. Like my wife is a huge country fan. I wasn't. I like everything. Jazz, hip hop, reggae, metal, everything, right? And then I started listening to country music. I realized it was all about paying your bills, getting laid. You know, getting drunk. I'm like, this is drinking cool. beer. Yeah, I mean, some <laughs> of the some of the melodies are nice, man. Like, I couldn't name a bunch of country artists, but my brother traveled with the Navy and and came back to Brooklyn with this country shit, and we were all like, what the hell is that, you know? And then kind of just a hook on us. So you ride my brother's pickup truck, and you'd be singing some country songs. You don't even know what they are. <laughs> Absolutely. So what about TV shows? You watch anything to pass the time? Entertainment? Who doesn't, right? Who doesn't? I never watched TV until COVID, but I mean, I think I've watched everything on Netflix, right? Like every serial killer documentary, every episode of Law and Order, every, what's that one that, uh, women who kill, like, ugh. I, I don't know. I, I could be a part-time detective probably with all my experience with television shows last year. Well, yeah, you went to school for criminal, you, criminal justice. You got a degree. I know. I know. But it's it's really alarming for someone who's some nights afraid to sleep without the light on. I could just watch these gory ass like serial killer documentaries like it's nothing. It's insane. Yeah. My wife does it, too. And I had the uh, opportunity and, you know, great benefit of interviewing a lot of horror film writers and directors recently. And I had to watch a lot of their films, you know, prior to interviewing them. And let me tell you something. I had to ask them every single time, yo, what's wrong with y'all? Like, yeah, <laughs> who hurt you? <laughs> Where does this come from? But right? uh, TV shows, I rewatched Sopranos for like the hundredth time. Oh, I, I watched Sopranos for the first time. I'm not even finished with it. I'm on the last season, so don't tell me what happens. I'm but not tell you anything. Uh, I, I just started watching. That's amazing. I, I had Steve Sharippa, Bobby Bacalod on the show recently amazing guy um i went to the soprano house when i was in jersey i drove out there because i'm like i you know i lived there for so many years i'm 42 years old i i uh moved out to vegas when i was 37 ish i guess so you know i, I was like man i never went to this house why did i never go to see the mansion you know because it's iconic and so i went it was it was breathtaking that's one of my mm -hmm. favorites cobra kai have you seen cobra kai no couldn't get that Oh, couldn't you couldn't get into that. You couldn't get into it? No, it didn't work for you. You tried? Yeah, tried. <laughs> a little too cheesy? Yeah. 
No, I feel you, but um, as far as movies go, I've been going back to like the '80s and '90s martial arts films. Uh, do you gotcha. have a favorite favorite movie? My favorite movie, probably Goodfellas. Yeah, I mean, I love all those. Yeah, all those old school, like uh, Bronx Tale, Goodfellas, Casino, The Departed, even The Irishman. Like I watched a bunch of those. They're all free on on my dad's Netflix account, so we watch those here. <laughs> You're speaking my language. Goodfellas, one of my favorites of all time. Um, yeah. Incredible. Uh, the casting, uh, Bronx Tale too. Chaz Palminteri in that film is just unbelievable. And then he'll do a film like that. And he does a film like The Night at the Roxbury when he's like, which I'm sure you've seen, right? Night at Roxbury. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He's like, did you just grab my ass? Yeah. Hey, if you did. <laughs> he goes from like this very serious, you know, charismatic character. Yeah, Bronx Tale to a, a silly, you know, Saturday Night Live movie. Like it's, it's yeah, yeah, he's pretty vers good. Versatility is incredible, and I agree with you. Casino is one of my favorites. Uh, if you had to go pound for pound, now this is a tough question, you know, and they're both great. Arguably, what's better? I, just a big debate: Casino or Goodfellas? What do you think? Oh, that's hard to say. I'd say Casino. I'd say Goodfellas because it was done first. I gotta I say, Goodfellas. Some nights I could sit through the three hours at Casino, and I love every second of that movie. But I gotta say, Goodfellas because it was first. Absolutely. So let us know how we can follow you, your business, your company, and anyone that wants to train in your area. Sure. So I train people at a Gleason's Gym in Dumbo, Brooklyn. You can follow me at, on Twitter at Heather Hardy Box. Find me on Instagram at Heather the Heat. I'm usually on my Insta page, like I do stories and I take you through my day of training, teaching my clients, working out, cooking. I cook a lot, being a mom, all those kind of fun things. So, and if you're really looking to train, you can find me on the Gleason's website. All my info is there. I love this. And real quick, before I let you go, as I always say to people, because I'm originally from the East Coast, real quick before I let you go, yeah. I got one more for you. So you mentioned food. I'm, I'm big into food. I like I love to cook. Um, I'm all about hibachi nowadays. So what's your thing? To, what's your like go to type of style of cooking? Everything. My daughter is a vegetarian and her taste goes from, you know, tostones and avocado salad with rice and then one night she'll want meatless lasagna and then one night she'll want you know vegetable stew so I I don't cook like a chef but I cook like someone's mom who can really cook <laughs> yeah I saw you I was watching you uh, you know because I observe things because I, I'm really into cooking and like I said I'm gonna get my ass handed to me by the guy that was in Karate Kid 3, Sean Cannon, because he, like, wrote a cookbook. He's got, like, his own, like, thing that he does, and he really is into it. And I'm into it, too, but I'm more like a backyard barbecue guy, you know, like, yeah. here and barbecue sauce and chicken, just eat it. And it works out. And my wife always bitches at me about, she's like, you cook really good, but it's never consistent. It's always different. It's like, yeah. <laughs> we make chicken one day. It's not the same the next time. Yeah. You know, so do you like follow recipes? Um, I don't think so. I mean, you know, my daughter's almost 17. I've been cooking family dinners. You know, I grew up, my sister grew up with me. So I've been cooking family dinners, my brother, my sister, all of our kids for a long time, almost 15, 20 years now. Anything I've ever looked at a recipe for is in the computer already. <laughs> That's right. You know, 
and I try to I go by like I and you know whatever and feel and vibe. And sometimes like you know the worst thing is that sometimes I can over like you know salt something and you can't yeah take the salt and then you back. ruin it and then yeah. you ruin it exactly. You can't take the salt back. You know so it's good. It's best like to like leave the sodium out like put a little bit on there you can always add but you can't yeah, subtract. you can't take away you can't take away you can't take away but i tell you what what we can't take away is first of all what a great career you're, you're having and could continue to have in this great conversation and a lot of people are gonna be looking forward to hearing this you know um you're an inspiration to a lot of people man you got a belt thank you one, you know at one point you had the wbo strap but you're of course welcome and you competed in mixed martial arts, Muay Thai, you know, done all these crazy accomplishments, which, you know, people have to understand whether it's a male or a female, like you were saying, should all be treated equally. Like uh, that takes a lot of, you know, what in general. Thank you. So, Thank you very much. To compete. And, you know, there was fights, Heather, I was watching you in and you just don't quit. You are, <laughs> in fact, the heat. And this yes. was fire. And thank you for lighting the fire. All right. It was great talking to you. Thanks for rescheduling, too. Of course. Thank you so very much. All right, much. buddy. Have a good one. All right. You as well.